With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lipsy friends and welcome to the world transformed. Tonight we're talking on the subject of death. Who needs it? My name is Phil Bowermaster and with me in the virtual studio is my co-host Stephen Gordon. Hello Stephen. Hey, Phil. How are you? Well, I am super fantastic. How are you, my friend? Man, I'm doing great. Yeah, I, I, I like the question. Who, ne- who needs that, right? A- yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm taking that from an old Seinfeld where Elaine was once talk, trying to be impressive, talking about literature, and she said that Tolstoy's original title for War and Peace was War. What is it good for? <laughs> I remember that now, yeah. So uh, what, what, what exactly is this death thing good for? Uh, yeah, death. Who, who needs it? Well, maybe yeah. we do need it. Here, here's an interesting piece that ran on the opinion page of the New York Times by Allison Arias, and the title is called Life is Short, That's the Point, and her little tagline here is, Our mortality is not something to be overcome. It is integral to our humanity. All right, so let's get into this. Is our mortality integral to our humanity? Because this got picked up by one of our friends on Facebook and some interesting discussion ensued. And I thought, well, this is interesting enough that maybe we should talk about it a little bit. What do you think, Stephen? Is is our mortality integral to our humanity? When something is scarce, we tend to value it more, right? If we had an unlimited gold supply, uh, then uh, it would be just that interesting soft yellow metal that we use to put our, our soft drinks in, right? It'd be like aluminum or something, I guess. I, or we, we'd use it for things but because it's a useful metal, but we wouldn't value it for, like, you know, uh, here's, a, here's a gold band, uh, love of my life. Uh, this proves my, my love for you or anything. We wouldn't, we wouldn't value it the same way, right? right. So maybe, maybe the point uh, that this author is kind of making is, you know, the scarcity of our days here on this planet is part of why we value, value life. I don't know that it quite works that way, though. Once you are actually gone and you're out of days, let's say you've reached the end of your allotted days and you are gone, then you're not around to either value or not value it, right? So I I don't think it quite works the same way as a precious metal. uh, Yeah, well, well, uh, you also don't mind being dead. Right. Yeah, I guess not. Once, I, once you mind very much the process of getting there, but once you're there, you apparently don't you don't mind all that. Sometimes much. I yeah. do feel that some of my transhumanist friends don't grasp that. They think they're going to be miserable being dead. It's like, nah, you won't miss it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Unless there's an afterlife, you're not gonna you're not gonna feel any discomfort being dead. It's not going to cause you any trouble at all. In fact, I like this quote that this author brings out in her piece. She's quoting from a book, Natural Causes, an Epidemic of Wellness, the Certainty of Dying, and Killing Ourselves to Live Longer. And she quotes it from this book. The author is Barbara Ehrenreich. And she says, you can think of death bitterly or with resignation as a tragic interruption of your life and take every possible measure to postpone it. 
Or more realistically, you can think of life as an interruption of an eternity of personal non-existence and seize it as a brief opportunity to observe and interact with the living, ever-surprising world around us. You know, that's not a bad way of looking at it, right? I don't know that, that it's a mutually exclusive choice, though. I can uh, view this life as uh, as as an interruption of non-existence, uh, you know, that uh, allows me to accomplish great things, perhaps, hopefully, right? But I, I can, at the same time, uh, work to extend it in every way possible, right? I see no conflict between the two goals of wanting to live a full life and wanting to live a long life. The problem with this whole case is our mortality is integral to our humanity. I think it really is because we are defined by our limitations, literally. I mean, that's what, that's what, that's what definition means, right? It means, it means drawing the line between where something is and where it is not. So we are literally defined by the things that limit us, and our mortality is one of the things that limits us, so it's one of the things that makes us human. And so, yes, it's part of, it's part of who we are. But as humans, we are also defined, and I'm using it now in the other sense, the the, the meaning, the definition of humanity, by the fact that we're always pushing back against our limitations. We are the species that does that. No other species yeah. does. Yeah. yeah, I mean, uh, the white-tailed deer in, that uh, I see from time to time as I, you know, driving into work, I don't see them obsessing much about, you know, uh, about wasting their lives or whatever, right? I mean, they're, they're doing their deer thing. They're comfortable in the things that they do, and, uh, and, uh, and then, you know, then, the, then their life is over. <laughs> they are not pushing against their limitations at all. They, you know, in a, in a, in a million generations, uh, they, they'll likely be very much like they are now, right? I think that life can be meaningful even if it's longer. I mean, our lives are longer than they than our ancestors. People right. 200 years ago could only expect to live about half as long as we live now. Their lives were meaningful. Are ours less meaningful? Because, you know, so... Is someone who dies in childhood, they have the most meaningful lives of all? Uh, you know, at some point it becomes absurd, right? At some right. point you say, no, there's not a strict one-to-one mathematical relationship. So maybe if immortality isn't the right goal, and by the way, it's not really on the table. No serious transhumanist is talking about immortality so much as negligible senescence is, uh, is, is are words that are often used. Or yeah. Basically, basically you know, we're, we're hoping to reach a point at which we can treat the effects of aging and live indefinitely, not, not, uh, not be immortal. A bus will still make a mess of you, and yeah, you'll be gone. Yeah, postpone death indefinitely. I think that's the most you can really hope for, and right. that is a very human thing to do. I would right. say that we are defined as much by our desire to postpone death in, uh, indefinitely as we are by our desire to have a dignified death. Those are both very human things to want to do. And the fact that they're in conflict in some ways with each other doesn't change the fact that they're both human because right. a lot of human desires are in conflict with other human desires. That's another part of being human is we're full of paradoxes and contradictions and we want a lot of mutually exclusive things. So I say forget about immortality for now, okay? Let's work on being good mortals who can live as long as we possibly can, right? That's uh, that's yeah. that's a fine goal. An indefinite lifespan is uh is is the is the is the right next goal. Is, is would you say that? Yeah, I I think yeah. so. Or uh, yeah, certainly a agreed. longer lifespan is the right next goal. So to right. to uh, maybe the right goal for right now is just to make aging less horrible. Right? To make yeah. senescence a less terrible thing. Put, put off senescence longer and then have it. Here's, here's what I'd like. At this point, I would take this, this deal if offered to me, uh, that uh, I, would have a, I would have a full and rich life until age 90, and then you know, and I'd absolutely fall apart and be dead by 91. 
right? Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, that, uh, you know. You get 90 that, good years. And 90 then, good, solid, healthy years, and then just, uh, it just, you know, just completely fall apart and gone and have gone by 91. Now, of course, I would want to renegotiate that deal probably about at age 89, don't you think? That's what I was uh, saying. Uh, you, yeah. you know, I don't know that I would commit to that right now based on the way things are progressing. Sure. I, I, might, I might feel bad about, bad about that and how all my peers are, are doing much better. Yeah, if you it. had to sign off on it right now, I would say no. I would say, yeah. you know, just absolutely <laughs> don't. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a bad deal. Now, this story, as I said, got picked up by one of our friends, and what I was not thrilled by was some of the responses around humanity, actually, from some of the comments from our friend. And these are all transhumanist-type people, very techno-progressive or techno-libertarian or, anyway, technologically forward-looking folks. But they're responding to this quote, our mortality is not something to be overcome. It is integral to our humanity. And here's some of these comments you see. I don't want to be human. That's one. Here's another one. And we want to remain human because, question mark, and says, I would, rather, I would much rather evolve into an ever-youthful non-human rather than resign myself into collapsing into a wrinkled pile of demented meat. Yikes. And yep. another one that was just straight up F being human. I've come close to dying on several occasions already. Fixing the broken body parts costs a lot of time, body work, and money. I'm so over it. Bring on the bionic body parts. Okay, well, I can understand that, that feeling bring on the bionic body parts. But having, being human, viewing that as something distasteful or something that you don't want to do anymore. I don't know. I, <laughs> I'm, remind, I'm reminded of uh, that great sci-fi short where they're made of meat. You know, yeah, aliens, exactly. Yeah. Uh, aliens looking down on our, our, uh, our culture our, our, because uh, we, uh, we are biological. Yeah, um, I'm okay with aliens feeling that way, but uh, humans, I don't think, should feel that way. I think that <laughs> we need to have a higher opinion of what it means to... This kind of leads to why I've never really embraced for myself the title transhumanist. A person that like moves from one thing to another, if you take that and say that's what a transhumanist does, they're moving from humanity to something else, I'm, I'm not ready to embrace that for myself. I just want to grow the capabilities of what a human is, and I, I want to hold on to my humanity. Does that, does that make sense? I don't, I don't want to move from this to that. I want to hang on to this but be more. To, to me, transhuman means human, because that's what right. humans have always been. We've always been transhuman. We're always trying to be more, but I don't want to. I don't want to be post-human. I don't want to stop being human. Yeah, you're more comfortable with 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 a, with the with trans with a transhuman than you are post-human. I, I can see that. I, yeah, and, I'm uh, more comfortable with transhuman than post-human. However, defining it the way I just did. I like Come humanity on. plus. Who came you know, up with that name? Who was that? PJ Man. PJ. Okay. When she was head okay. of the World Transhumanist. Society, she said, you know what, let's stop calling us this and let's call us Humanity Plus. And you know what? I like that. that. I like it better than, than either of the other two terms that are they're quite popular for those reasons. I am not ready to give up my humanity, but, I, I, but the ideas behind this community are, are fascinating and, uh, and I'm, I'm largely on board with. So anyway. here's a couple comments that we'll close with these two comments I thought sure. were really good that some of the others wrote. I think people confuse aging with death. Eliminating aging prevents a drawn-out premature death as opposed to death due to accident or a personal decision. That's just exactly what you were talking about, Stephen. Let's get rid of aging, right? Let's get yeah. rid of this business of you, you die at 91, but you've been basically a basket case since 78. I want to eliminate that decade and a half of, of, 
of Except not being able to do the things I love to do, right? Right, right. Yeah. Let's get rid of aging. That's a, that's a good goal for now. But my favorite quote, and I think this really sums up my view on humanism, transhumanism, posthumanism, humanity plus the whole thing. You know what's integral to the human condition? Calculus. No? <laughs> okay. I, 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 I don't quite follow. I'm sorry, Bill. You lost <laughs> Well, in other words, we're intellectual beings. We're beings of the mind, right? The I got you. Okay. Integral right. to the human condition. That's what really Inter- separates Integral. Humans. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> That's what separates us from our near ape relatives, right? We do calculus. Right? It's, it's, <laughs> Some it's of not us how do. long we live or <laughs> gotcha. what our bodies are made of or any of that kind of stuff. Calculus, that's integral to the human condition. I'll tell you the other thing that's integral to the human condition, Stephen. Podcasts. We, we are, again, we're the species that pushes against our limitations, and we find ways around it, and human flight is, a, is, a, is one, of, one of the favorites that we like to bring up, that uh, there was a time when people would say that we were meant to fly, we, well, God would have given us wings. Well, well, we got a great brain, though, and we, can, we, we figured out ways to, to do what we, we wanted to do. And with these with these brains of ours, so you know why can't why can't we push back against our other limitations as well? Exactly, and, gravity was a limitation. Yep. We push back against that. Aging yep. is a limitation. We're going to keep pushing back against that. Right. Focus on what's integral, like podcasts. However, the limitations <laughs> we can't push back against, of course, the time limit for the show. So we're going to wrap it up here. But we'll do another podcast on Friday. And how about this, Stephen? Let's talk some Star Trek. You ready? I want to talk a little Star Trek. It is time. We, we, it's been far too long since we geeked out on Star Trek. So All right. We're going to do a full-on geek-out show on Star Trek on Friday. Thank you all for being with us. Great talking with you, Stephen. And until next time, live to see it.
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.